uh, tomorrow we will we are invited to uh, attend the uh, opening of uh, the they call it etc etc and uh, it's a um, melty shop and Korean products in Mati so etc 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 tomorrow so uh, we're invited to be their guest no so mga partnership ni sa Tumayang people si Ma'am Joy si Ma'am Wela si uh, Ma'am Ruth Ann o si uh, Sir Mark no uh, etc no so your uh, uh, <clears throat> bible please tonight in the book of second kings chapter 19 we're going to read verse 8 up to verse number 19 second kings chapter 19 verses 14 to we begin reading verse 14 up to verse number 19 in your bible please i'm speaking a subject tonight entitled take your burdens to the lord and leave it there take your burdens to the lord and leave it leave it there second kings Chapter 19, beginning from verse number 14 up to verse <clears throat> number 19. Second Kings, chapter 19, verse 14 up to verse number 19. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwelleth between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which had sent him to reproach the living God. Of truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations of their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they are no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord, our God, I beseech thee, save us, save thou us out of his hand and all the kingdoms of the earth, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God tonight. As we meditate, dear Father, word by word, from the sacred book, the Bible. We pray, Lord, as you have promised, that the Holy Spirit will guide and enlighten our minds, our hearts, so that it would sink deeply into our hearts tonight, that the Word of God will not just fall into our hearts, accomplishing nothing, but, Lord, that it may accomplish that which you have purposed it to be. 
In Jesus' name, I pray for souls to be saved tonight. And I pray, Lord, for our prayers to be revived tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. We can take our burdens to God and leave it there. In our text, we find King Hezekiah, his faith, and Hezekiah is teaching us the value of trusting God. The value of trusting God. In 2 Kings 18, you begin reading verse 5 to verse number 7. It says, He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him, Hezekiah, was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that, be, that were before him. Verse 6, For he clave to the Lord. Verse 7, And the Lord was with him, and he prospered whithersoever he went forth. He prospered. There was never another king like Hezekiah. This man trusted God. The, their enemy, King Sennacherib, on the other hand, was a powerful, the king of Assyria. Assyria was an empire during that time. Their king, Sennacherib, was a powerful Assyrian monarch. His name literally means Sin, S-I-N, has increased the brothers. Sin has increased the brothers. Sin was the moon god of Assyrian mythology. They believe he's a moon god. You see, the capital of Assyria was the wicked city of Nineveh. Remember, during the time of Jonah, he refused to go there because of the Assyrians having killed his, his people. And uh, the Assyrian Empire was famous for its barbaric society its ruthless treatment of others. It was a vicious, evil culture. Sinisarib's war on Judah is recorded in Scripture in Second Chronicles 32, in the book of Isaiah 36 up to 39, 2 Kings chapter 18 and chapter 19. The Assyrian army attacked and conquered 46 cities and strongholds of Judah, 46 cities. More than 200,000 prisoners were taken into captivity. I, Hezekiah offered tribute uh, to Sennacherib so that the Syrian army would cease its attack on Second uh, Kings 18, verses 14 to 16. Now, according to Isaiah 36, verse 1 to verse number 2, the tribute did not satisfy. He gave, he gave him money. Gave him treasure so that he might, hoping that he might stop attacking his, his, his nation. But the tribute did not satisfy the greedy Assyrians in Israel. Immediately, he, he, he broke his promise and prepared to lay seeds to Jerusalem. Ilangipalibutan. And this was almost instantly after he accepted the tribute money, the treasure given to him. In 2 Kings 18, verses 17 to 20, the Assyrian army brought a great host there. Three of the Assyrian officers told Hezekiah to send out three of his officers to arrange, it was, purpose was to arrange for the terms of surrender. Let us see chapter 18, 2 Kings Verse number 17, 
And the king of Assyria sent Tartan, Rab Saris, and Rab Shake from Lachis to King Hezekiah with a great host against Jerusalem, great army. And they went up and came to Jerusalem, and they were come up. They came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is in the highway of the uh, fuller's field. When they had called to the king, they came out. They came out to them, El- Eliakim, the son of Helkiah, which was over the household, and Shabna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of, of Asap, the recorder. So the duty of these three men was actually to intimidate Hezekiah into full surrender or to provoke such unrest within, within the citizens of Jerusalem that they would revolt and, and overthrow Hezekiah. It was actually purpose. The purpose was, was to intimidate them, bring confusion among the people. So three men coming from uh, King Sinisarib, his trusted men, first was Tartan, most likely the commander-in-chief of the Syrian troops. And then you have uh, Rab Saris, probably the chief, uh, chief eunuch. And then Rab Shake, field, he was the field commander. And uh, representing Hezekiah were Eliakim, so three men from the Syrian army, the Syrian empire, and three men from, the, from Judah. Representing King, King uh, Hezekiah were Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shabna, the secretary, and Joah, the recorder. The recorder. Six officers they met. So now, uh, they didn't have a closed-door meeting, but stood far enough apart that the field commander, Rabshaka, the field commander had to raise his voice. Of course, the Assyrian wanted the people on the wall. They were surrounded with the wall, armies on the wall. So they, they, they wanted actually the people on the wall to hear what was going on because they wanted to frighten them. Notice that the Assyrian officers spoke in Hebrew language so that they could better wage war. Second Chronicles 32 verse 18, please, in your Bible. Second Chronicles 32 verse 18 and the verse number 19. Second Chronicles chapter 32 verse 18 and 19. Then they cried with a loud voice in Jews' speech unto the people of Jerusalem that were on the wall to upright them and to trouble them that they might take the city. And they spake against the God of Jerusalem. Can you imagine? They were trying to, they were trying to uh, make fun of the God. And that is Jehovah God. And uh, to their surprise, these three representatives, trusted men from the Assyrian army, can speak well their own language. Kung sa to, parating alam si nagbinisaya man. Tsaka mo diha, surrender na mo. Kamu diha, ano inyong Diyos, gawa na ipulos. And sayat, dasayat, sinisarab king of Assyria. Whereon do 
do ye trust that ye abide in the seeds in Jerusalem? Kisa man yung gituhuan nga makatabang ninyo kung nining palibutan na mo. Surrender na giyod mo, walay mahimu ninyo Diyos. The duty of his men was to intimidate Hezekiah into full surrender or to provoke unrest within the citizens of Jerusalem that they might revolt and and overthrow Hezekiah. Tartan, uh, Rab Saris, uh, Rab Shake, these three men. So, now, it was not a closed meeting, it was open so that the people will hear. Para, para mahurat sila. Now, actually, this, this page of Israel's history is one of the most inspiring you look back, you can say it is one of the most inspiring. In this account, we see Hezekiah's faith rise and, and led Judah to an absolute trust in Jehovah. The king, Hezekiah, has strengthened the faith of his people. Such faith resulted in the complete uh, overthrow of the mighty Assyrian army. The Syrian field commander Rabshakeh spoke to Hezekiah and the people and blasphemed their God. Look at chapter, uh, chapter 2 Kings, chapter, chapter 18, please, in your Bible. Chapter 18, let us begin. Verse number 17. Verse, let us look at verse 30. Para time. Chapter 18, verse number 30. It says there in verse number 30. And neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord. And he was, he was saying those words in their own language. Claro kayo nga, ayaw ninyong tuguti si Hezekiah nga mo. Salig anong inyong ginoo. Saying the Lord will surely deliver us. And this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the Assyrian. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus said the king of Assyria, Make an agreement with me by a present, and come out to me, and then eat ye every man of his own vine, and every one of his own fig tree, and drink every one the water of cistern, until I come and take you away to a land like your own land. Can you imagine? And then verse 33, Hath any of the gods, <clears throat> Hath any of the gods of, of the nations delivered at all his hand out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Based on history and at present, look at this. Dunabay nasod nga nakabarog batok sa king of Assyria. Where are the gods of Hamath and the gods of Arpad? Where are the gods of Serapubim? Hena and Aiba, have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Can you imagine? Those were well-known gods, and they had reputation. But but where are those gods? They did not help. They could not help. Who are they among the gods of the countries? Verse thirty-five. Of out of my hand that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand. I challenge you. Who is this Jehovah God? You are trusting him. I challenge you. I'm going to crush him down. 
and I'm going to cast you down. I'm going to destroy you. But the people held their peace and answered him not a word, for the king's commander was saying, answer him not. Then came Eliakim, the son of Elkiah. And so that was the challenge from, from the enemy. And they, they, they blasphemed their God, the God that we serve today. Then Hezekiah, you know what the solution was? Hezekiah um, uh, went to the temple and spoke to God about, about, uh, about what, what that man has said. Chapter 19, verses 1 to verses 1 to 19. But let us look at verse number 14 only. <clears throat> Hezekiah. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messenger read it. Hezekiah went into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Can you imagine? He took the letter. There was no hope. The people were discouraged. The people were bewildered. The people were so upset. <clears throat> the, the people were terrified. You know what the king did? He went into the house of God. And I know what part of the temple because he somehow he uh, he's not he's not a high priest and nobody's allowed to enter the holy place except the high priest or else you die. But somehow somewhere in that place he found an altar and just opened it to God. We have needs. Today we are fortunate because we can come into the house, into the throne of God. The way is open. You don't have to worry about the, the wall, the partition that, that separates between the holy place and the holy of holies. Those were torn down. And everyone is welcome. Everyone of us is invited right into the very presence of God now because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He just simply went into the house of the Lord. Hezekiah prayed 15 before the Lord and said, Lord God Israel, <clears throat> which dwelleth among the cherubims. And I said, you know, he just simply prayed to the Lord. He just simply finally spoke to God through now, finally, God spoke to Hezekiah through, I say, the prophet about the judgment of the Syrians would receive at, at, at his hand in chapter 19, verse 20 to 34. God has always the last word. Let them say what they want to say. Let them condemn what they want to condemn. Let them brag on what they, whatever thing they want to brag about. But God will always have the last word. Amen. The final act, the final word comes from God. Remember this. They have, been, they have been despising, they have been blaspheming the name of God. They have been despising the name of God and their faith. But my dear friend, all of those words came out. But my dear friend, the Lord's word came at last. The Lord's word, the word from the Lord is the judge. And you know, we trust God. Notice that their main target, the main target of the enemies to attack, their attack was focused on their faith. You believe God, you believe the words of Hezekiah about that God, stop believing him. And look at, you know, all you have to do is to look into the pages of history 
and look at what the Assyrian Empire have done to these different gods of the lands. They, none of them ever, ever, none of them was uh, able to stand before the force of the Assyrian armies. But the God that we serve is a living God. Thank God for that. What confidence is this? He said, wherein thou trusted. Meaning to say, uh, where do you base your confidence? You're not, you refuse to surrender. You stand, seem to be standing strong. Where do you get, where do you get your trust, your confidence? And we say as God's people, God. There's only one answer, God. We believe in God. We serve God. God. So he went into the went into the house of God and just spread it. By the grace of God, let us let us look at this prayer of Hezekiah. A great prayer. A prayer that moves the heart of God. You know what happened that night? That night, while 185,000 soldiers were sleeping. An angel of God, not angels, but a single angel sent down from God and destroyed all the armies of Sinisarim. This is not an army of a nation. This is an army of an empire. AFP, the armed force of the Philippines, has strong forces today of one 148,000. King Sinisarib's army is 185,000. Just this quick. I don't know what happened. But they were found lying carcasses. Because of the power of prayer. Let us learn from King Hezekiah. Principles that we need to learn about prayer. First of all, prayer is, first of all, by looking at the life of King Hezekiah, we find that prayer, what prayer is all about. What does prayer mean? And uh, first of all, prayer requires us to humbly approach the living and true God. We have to equip ourselves, our minds, like what I said this morning, Early in the design service, when you pray, you have to feel the presence of God. You have to claim the power of God. You just do not, do not pray casually and say words coming out of your mouth. You have to prepare your heart. You have to prepare your emotion. You have to prepare your mind. Before you come to God, you have to prepare. Believing that you are in the presence of God. Believing that God is holy. And that God is wonderful. On the part of Hezekiah, we need to remember that we are approaching the living and true God. He is able to hear us. He knows, he feels, he sees everything about us. When we come to his throne, since his throne is open, we believe that that God will hear us. Why? Because he's living and true God. James says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. This is exactly what... King Hezekiah did, he wept. It came to pass when the king Hezekiah heard it that he rent his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of God. In chapter 20, verse 1 to 5. Now, uh, 
Hezekiah, remember James says, be afflicted. In chapter, in those days, Hezekiah was sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, Lord God, remember now that I have walked before thee in truth and in all with a perfect heart, and have done all that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. He wept sore, said, Lord God. You know, Lord, you know, God, I have been serving you, God. Went to the wall and cried. He wept sore. And then it came to pass, for Isaiah was gone out in the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again, tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, that said, The Lord God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. I have heard your prayer. Tell him. Instructing the prophet to go to him and tell him. Tell the king that I have heard his prayer. I have seen thy tears. Prayer is simply spreading the disturbing matters before the Lord. Whatever it is troubling you, whatever matter that is troubling your life, the Bible says, 1 Peter 5 verse 7, casting all your care, not just part of the cares of life that you are facing right now, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. He cares for you. He has all the power to change things in your life. In prayer, we approach God's throne of grace, believing that he will extend his grace and divine mercy. He said, Pastor, I feel I'm not worthy. Yes, none of us is worthy. None of us is worthy to come to the throne. That is the throne of God, of a holy God. But thank God that throne has been named the throne of grace. Grace is God's way of extending favor to the undeserving. You just come repenting of your sins. You just come and uh, uh, honestly, you just come accepting who you are and you need help. God is a gracious God. He will take you in. Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. That is God's promise. You can come to him. We find in this prayer also where the focus of our hearts and minds should be, should be, should, should be. in our prayers. We see God is reigning on the throne. Look at verse number 15. Chapter 19, Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, thou dwellest between the cherubims. Thou art the God which, which even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. You are the only God. There are thousands of gods in the world today and there are thousands of followers praying to the different gods, but I am praying to the true God. You alone is the true God. You alone who is like unto thee, O Lord God, among the gods, who is like unto thee, glorious in holiness. Thank God for that. In prayer, we bring our petitions right into the very presence of God in His throne. Inside the holy place, holy of holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was placed above the mercy seat, where the cherubims facing each other with their wings spread like that. 
In the Old Testament, the priests could enter there once a year during the Day of Atonement, which had the golden censer. It's just there. And uh, let us look at this, please, in Hebrews 9, verse number 1. We are invited to a place where we can, we can come and approach God. Hebrews 9, verse 1, Verily the first covenant, the old covenant, also ordinances of divine service and worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick, the table of showbread, uh, the, the table of, and then the, the, uh, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. After the second veil, this is now the Holy of Holies, which had the golden censer. Used to be the golden censer was found in the holy place. But since it was broken down, it was parted during the death of Christ from top to the bottom. And you know what Aaron was doing? During the day of atonement, he would take a live coal and kanang nagasigasiga na kalayo and then ibutang niya sa censer and then he would go inside the holy place, iyang pasohan kung lugar. That means prayer, remember this, is you know, smoke, the smoke spread around the Holy of Holies speaks of our prayer, our communication with God. Before you can pray, you have to go into the holy place and uh, then my friend today, and only one man can enter into the holy holies, bringing the prayer for the people. Nobody's allowed. Before Aaron enters the Holy of Holies, the tabernacle during the Day of Atonement, everyone would give him a list of their sins. Aaron, please tell God, forgive me of my sins. And then he would, they would confess every one of them. How they wish that every one of them can have the access inside, but no. No one was allowed except the high priest. Today, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the way is now made open. Not just Pastor Ingai, not just, not just Brother Elijah, not just Brother Meshach, not just Brother Greg, Brother Natnat. Everyone, child of God, you are invited to come into the Holy of, Holy of Holies. And we can be entertained by God. He's waiting for us there. We learn here in this prayer, number three of Hezekiah, that we must, what we must expect when we pray. The answer to Hezekiah's prayer was threefold. God told him because you prayed, God would deliver Jerusalem, verse 34. God would defeat the Assyrians, and then the army would depart. And then, verse 32, 33, and then number three, God would care for the people. They will not starve to death. God will provide. In answer, definite prayer will expect definite answer from God. Amen. When you pray, you pray, God give me a pair of shoes. God will give you a pair of shoes. Lord, kinahanglan kong karni sa baboy. Specify sa gino. Tagaan kang karni sa baboy. Dili karni sa iro. Dili karni sa iring. Lord, tagay kong karni. Nga kanang iya sa baka. Di katagaan o karni sa kanang karni sa kanang iro. Nabanggaan. God will give you what what specifically you ask for. God, papasara ko sa kong exam. God, God, please extend mercy and grace to me. I need a promotion in my job. Go to God and, and God will answer you exactly as you wish. Because God is a God of wisdom. God is a God of wisdom. 
and uh, and then then uh, it would not happen this way then when when you praise the lord tagay ko gisakasakong bugas ang gipadala sa imo kanang binlod sabot mo binlod sa lord binlod man uy tama day kwa kwa to kay ano na sayop na daghan man good mo ba na binlod na hinoon lord padagay ko gisakasakong bugas ginoo niabot ang bugas usa na lang ka kilo isa ka sakot pero nabuslot man Dilingan ang ginawa. When you ask for something, definitely God will hear you. Because God is a God of wisdom. God is a gracious God. God can hear us. God will listen to us. God will not forget. In His own time, He will bless us. Remember that the only thing that can change our present situation is prayer. So bring your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. Spread your burdens before the Lord. God can miraculously change our present situation and bring us some favor. <clears throat> Remember that. Immediately after you pray, God will change the situation of things that cause your concern, your worries, your needs. God is a God of miracle. And lastly, in the Bible, we find that prayer is a very clear doctrine that every child of God should know. Every child of God should love to practice. This is something that you need to enjoy. And this is, this is as important as your breath. You cannot, you cannot afford to lose your breath. Now prayer is something that if you, the more you practice it, the more you like it, the more you believe it, the more you depend on it. Believe prayer. Believe God. The entire Bible records no less than 650 definite prayers of which no less than 450 have recorded answers. Every child of God from Genesis to Revelation that had wonderful experience with the Lord, people that had seen God's miracles, they had experienced the deliverance, they had experienced protection, they had experienced provision, all have been men all of these people have been men and women of prayer. Why is prayer so important for the servant of God? Because it is the only way God's servant can communicate with God. It is the only way God's children can expect God to move in their behalf. Now we can look into the list of our needs tonight. Let your mind wander and find those needs in your own life and begin to tell God about it. Expecting God to move because that God is a God of miracles. I believe God will move in our lives tonight. God will send a miracle in your life tonight. Let us all stand please and have prayer. I wonder if some of you would be able to recall some of the needs in your life and you want to bring it to God so that we can pray together. I don't know about you tonight, but God knows about your needs. Quickly raise your hands, please. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Heavenly Father, you see those people. You understand, Lord God, exactly their situation in life their struggle in life, their concerns in life. And Lord, enough words we have said tonight. 
to strengthen our faith, believing that you're a God who cares and knows and has all the ability to supply to meet our needs tonight. Lord God, I pray for those who are not yet saved. We feel, dear Father, that we are running out of time. This is the time that we need to focus our hearts, our time in winning the lost. Bless tonight as we give the invitation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Sir Greg, peace.